this is the Infinite Podcast with me, Ulf Tenderflitti. And me, Öystein Rabbe. Together and with guests, we go into, into the, the unknown. unknown. Into the unknown. No, no, no. <laughs> to seek the deeper truths about ourselves and everything. And we're sharing it with you guys. Yes. Um, this is our third Yes. Third episode of the live show we're doing, yeah. uh, the Wake Up Show. Be sure to check that out. And so in this episode, we have uh, two, almost three guests, actually, or yes. a, a reporter. Yes. Th- things are expanding quickly, right? Yes. Uh, so Jan-Nike is with us in the studio, uh, Wisdom from North. Also, we have Igor. And with him, we have Magnus, our uh, good friend who's in... Uh, not Bali, but uh, Corfu. Yes. Yeah. We do experience some technical difficulties this time around as well. We're learning yes. as we go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, what do we, we talk about the calling? We talk about the calling and yeah. uh, some other stuff. Yeah, how about the phone? The phone, phone deep inside of you. Yes. Gotta pick up the phone. I thought it was good. That was good. It's a good, this is a good episode, but uh, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yes. Yeah. Enjoy. How do you know what you're supposed to do on this earth? How are you going to spend your time? What's your purpose? What's your direction? And... How do you know when, if all of that is just influenced by a lot of opinions or by a lot of marketing or all this kind of social media, what people talk about, what is actually your calling? That's something we're going to find out in this episode. Um, and I hope you're ready for a wake-up experience. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, I guess good night, but not yet, because this is the wake-up show, and I guess you're here, so then you're awake. And uh, that feels good, right? So, uh, this is the wake-up show. Welcome to third e- our third episode. This is live, and uh, you've already... And uh, we're going to meet our wonderful guest today, which is Janneke. Hi, Janneke. Hello. How are you? Oh, we're great. I'm great. 
I couldn't be better. Now, Janneke, thank you so much for getting up super early in the morning <laughs> to hang out with me and Rabbe here at our wonderful little studio. Anytime. <laughs> next time, even earlier. That's that's great. So, for those who do not know who Janneke is, who are you? Wow, that's one of the biggest questions there are, Ulf. <laughs> well, if you're going like, to boil it down to the pure essence of the whole thing, who okay. are you? Who I, who I am, that's what I'm basically trying to find out. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Which was an inspiration to why I started doing what I'm doing. So it's more easy to tell about what I'm doing uh, other than who I'm being. Uh, I think, though, we are creating ourselves all the time. Like I I used to try to find myself, but now I'm more concerned about creating myself. Oh, Um, That's a good perspective. I like that. Yes, yes. Because there's basically nothing to find. Uh, I think sometimes we walk around in circles, but sometimes we have to do that in order to come home to ourselves. Um, Nevertheless, uh, like personal development and why I'm here on earth has always been a big interest to me. I've always been very, very curious about who I am and why I'm here. So this has started a journey that I started really seriously in 2012 uh, when I started interviewing people about the big questions of life, existential existential questions. Um, And then it seemed to be this just drive within me. I couldn't stop doing it. And I met amazing transformational teachers uh, from all over the world. I traveled a bit uh, outside Norway, went to the US uh, and Denmark and Scandinavia and um, several places. And I got to know a lot of amazing spiritual teachers. And then it just kind of... uh, evolved from there so I started my own company so we're building that now me and my colleague and we've started a membership and um, I really want to help people step into their soul power and start consciously uh, create their lives uh, and do it um, to make actually a, a conscious decision to go on this path uh, other than just wake up to it um, all of a sudden because something perhaps difficult happens because a lot of people wake up through difficult experiences. But I think you don't have to wait for a difficult experience to wake up. You can actually start to live a more conscious life and discover who you are and create more of who you are and start to create more consciously. So that's my passion. And also to inspire people to uh, follow their dreams and their calling, which is a huge thing, uh, a huge topic. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it started with YouTube videos and then uh, now I'm doing live interview evenings in Oslo and my membership and I have also a magazine and uh, that's what I love doing. So I'm basically following my dream and my passion. Yeah. Wow. That's so great. Thank you. That's some true wisdom from the North. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I had a dream about wisdom from North. <laughs> it was just a shock to wake up because I had to wake up so early this morning because of this show. <laughs> and I dreamt that wisdom from North was a name that was taken. Like, 
thousand years ago and I was so upset that somebody had taken that name. <laughs> Bastards took like, your name. Okay, but maybe it's a good name because it was used a thousand years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's a stare. But so this calling of yours, or this passion, how did you find it? Yeah, it kind of evolved. I think it has always been a part of me. I started out as a musical theater artist when I was young. Uh, so I started as little Cosette in Les Miserables and I did Annie in Annie and all these big roles when I was a child. And I thought that was my dream and my calling and I loved being on stage. At the same time, I always had this curiosity about the big questions of life. And it actually started with uh, my family spoke about some curses in Egypt. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, and I, like my curiosity was just sparked immediately when I was 11 years old because I was like, oh my goodness, are you? do you mean to say that the adults don't have all the answers? And then I was like, whoa, life is magical. And then I, I uh, became really interested in everything galactic out there, like are we alone? And I started very, very early with that. So in... Um, uh, High school? What's before high school again? Um, okay, I don't remember what, what that well, is. Well, I guess you English. could call it like... Uh, um, Elementary school or... Uh, yeah, middle school. In or, middle school. Yeah. In middle school. I was like known as the UFO girl. Oh, do you the UFO girl? Yes. That's a nice... Did you enjoy that title at the time? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Are That's we alone? And I was like surprised that nobody else was like curious about that. Yeah. I was like, but it's so interesting. It's so interesting. <laughs> so I think it started very early with me, but I felt like I couldn't do anything about it because I couldn't work with it. It wasn't like a profession. Okay, I'm interested in this stuff, but what can you do about it? And I'm not like a clairvoyant. I don't have any abilities. Uh, so I just pushed it away. Uh, but it was always with me. And then, like I said in the beginning, you don't have to meet difficulties. Well, a lot of times you do before you really wake up. And yeah, they I, they I can did. help you if <laughs> you're interested. Uh, but obviously, yeah. you might also just seek the adventure without the all the trauma of, uh, right. of trouble. Right. I mean, there can be just a longing there. Yeah. A feeling of, is this it or is there more to me? Am I in the right job? Uh, what did I love to do as a child? I mean, you can start to ask yourself questions uh, and reflect and contemplate whether you are using all your potential. Mm, uh, yeah. I think the problem is that we run so much on the autopilot. We don't ask ourselves the important questions like, okay, Am I where I really want to be in life? Uh, because I am a powerful creator and most people don't know that either. We feel like we perhaps just have to uh, fit into this box and just make it go around, make ends meet. And it just happened to, I just happened to uh, end up like this and I just have to accept it. Um, I think we have much more power than we believe. Uh, especially our minds are much more powerful than we believe. Uh, I'm reading this book, The Monk Who Sold This Ferrari, and by Robin Sharma, and it's really inspiring me. 
how uh, our minds are so powerful and uh, how we can control our thoughts and then control more of our destinies. And I don't think we can control everything at all, but I think we can become more conscious creators with the universe, with the intelligence of the universe. And that is something that was completely new to me when I was 20. I learned this stuff. And I became very interested in quantum physics and seeing how science can actually are, um, are proving spirituality in many ways, like yeah, ancient yeah, yeah, spiritual yeah. principles. And I think this is actually the future. A lot of people are like, oh, this is woohoo stuff. <laughs> 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 and of course, to many it is. But if you start to delve into it, it makes perfect sense. Like when you really open your mind to it, it does not make sense that it's just birth to death and nothing more because we are en energy, energetic beings. Everything is energy. Einstein said that. So we cannot die. We can just change. And that is science. So to me, it's not strange at all. It's the most natural thing. Yeah. But it's, uh, that's the, the challenge with change is that you have to let go of what you are to become something new. And I think that is what frightens most of us is the fact that in order to actually get from the point where you are where you typically don't want to be you have to be willing to change yes and change is always scary uh but life is about change yeah like everything changes all the time like nothing stays the same no you speak of this um uh, the the um, the universe, the wisdom of the universe, the power of the universe. What is that? Nobody knows that. Oh come on! What, what, <laughs> what's Yannick's take? Are you asking what is God? What is God? I have no idea, Ulf. Nobody knows. I believe. However, I have interviewed. There are many people who have had near-death experiences, and that is always so intriguing to me. And those stories are different, but some of them have a red thread that they've told me, and of course, their um, readers, they've written books about this and uh, been on shows, etc., um, that they meet a great light, uh, a light that is like much more bright than we can ever imagine and that they uh, basically feel like they come home and they come back to a source in a sense. They come back to where they come from, where they originate from. Yeah. Um, I remember I went to India and they called God all there is, like all there is, like even this mug is God. The smug mug. The smug, <laughs> the smug <laughs> mug. All there is is God. And I like that concept that we are God, because when I feel like I'm part of everything, I'm you and I, like I, when I look at you, I look into God's eyes in a sense. I think yeah. that's a beautiful thought. And then we are like pieces of God, uh, just thrown down here on this planet to have an experience and to experience ourselves as um or experience or live the question, what is God in a sense? So my take on it is that we come from the source and then we're split into a, um, many, many pieces. Uh, and then 
our journey is to wake up to actually who we are, which is this divine intelligence and love and light. And that's the journey. And I think people who meditate understands what I talk about because when you meditate and when you have mystical and spiritual experiences, you actually have an experience often of other levels of consciousness. And and that is kind of the problem also because when you want to tell people who are not on the spiritual journey or who are not, who are not open to spirituality that there are different levels of consciousness, they... Of course, they wouldn't believe you because they haven't had that experience. So uh, what I feel I can only do is just talk about my experience and say, hey, this is what I have experienced. And this is what these people that I've interviewed have experienced. And then if something resonates within you, if it rings as true, then this might be something for you to look into. If it doesn't, that's okay too, because I think we're all on different journeys here. We're all spiritual beings nevertheless. That's my, (laughs) (laughs) either if we know it or not, in a sense. How does it link to the the topic of our episode? Uh, The calling, what does that mean? Um, I think that I have this theory that if you're searching for your calling, it is because there is one to find. Mm. Because if you weren't searching, um, you wouldn't have the thought in the first place. It wouldn't come to you as uh, this element in your life. Uh, Because what is coming to us is from the soul, that deeper urge or whisper, that is coming from something deeper within us. And I think or believe that the... Divine intelligence is so um, profoundly intelligent that it knows exactly what the planet needs. So, for instance, it knows that the planet needs this show that you have, for instance. Yes, the planet needs this show. Yes. The planet needs this show. It does. It needs this show. For more people. wants this show. Yeah, to wake up, to be inspired, uh, to think out of the box, uh, to... Yeah, whatever your intention is, that is what the planet needs. And you could have said no to that calling. You could have, I mean, you guys are working with uh, film and TV and you can have just done that and done different projects. You didn't have to do this. Wake up seven o'clock in the morning or six o'clock. Or five. Or five. Because I live in Drummond. Yeah, and you have kids and everything. I mean, it would be so much easier not to do it. But you feel this calling, right, to do it. And mm. that's, I think, is the intelligence telling you that, you know, you need this and the planet needs this to raise the vibration, to uh, to help the, uh, the ascension process. Because I think we are in a very special time where people are waking up to who they are. And not only that, it doesn't have to be so, we don't have to only speak about in these spiritual terms, it can just be to follow your dreams. Because uh, if you have this dream, it's there for a reason. Like if you have a dream of opening up this bakery, that thought doesn't come to you by, by chance. I don't have that wish to start a bakery. You know, we, There will be no Janneke bakery? <laughs> I don't think so. Pastries from the north? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> we uh, we're gonna 
do something uh, interesting here. We're going to try to uh, <laughs> connect with our other guests. Um, yeah, there's a second yeah, guest. Yeah, there's a second that's guest. That's a fucking awesome, we're not, yeah. We're not sure if we can um, make the technical stuff work. <laughs> um, can you guys hear us? Yeah. There is no sound. Let's see. How about now? Yeah, now we can hear you. How about now? Ah, uh, that's better. That's Loud better. and clear. So, so, <laughs> so we are actually talking to uh, Igor Essendam and Magnus Haga Andreasen from Corfu. Welcome. Thank you. Try that one again. How are you? Do you hear us on this one as well? Yeah, it's very loud. Can you can you put it? Take it up a bit. Louder, please. We're just uh, just working with this one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, can you hear us now? We can hear you. Okay, perfect. It's is a uh, moderately sunny day here in Corfu, Greece, and I am uh, reporting in live with my friend Igor here. Hi, uh, Igor. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Norway. <laughs> wow. So, what, what do you think about uh, this question, the calling? What is it? What is it? Well, my my first thing I feel like saying is, um, what an amazing job your other guests just did of describing most of the important stuff. So I'm really relaxed now. <laughs> like, the biggest stuff has been said, so we can sort of have coffee and have a human conversation as well. Mm. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So shoot us a question. Igor, we, we've yes. never met until via this uh, link. Who are you, Igor? Well, you're asking me to explain me, and that's always going to be limited. Maybe but I ask the guy next to you, Magnus. <laughs> oh, let's see what he does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, let me just first... Uh, tell you how I um, came to find this uh, incredible being. The calling, calling yeah. <laughs> because I was um, searching a bit for that this summer for myself and um, looking for where's the next place to go. And I find it fun to read the signs of the universe and not try to figure it out all in my head and know stuff. So I was in Sweden working at this uh, festival place and um, I was waiting and waiting and waiting for where, where should I go next. And the last day, someone in a short conversation mentioned a place uh, that they considered relocating to. And this place was Arillas. And it was a very short conversation, but for some reason it stuck with me. And there just seemed to be a lot of space and, and obviousness of going here. And normally I would think a lot about this. I 
learned that that doesn't really get you anywhere. So I just jumped on a plane and went here without knowing what to expect. And uh, previous to that, I had kind of like been putting up my wish list for what I want more in my life. And uh, then I come here and first I find one place doesn't really fit me. And then I hear about this place. I take my scooter, I drive up here and I found this beautiful property full of fruit trees and uh, uh, you're doing a permaculture project here. And this musician and his wife, a yoga teacher, and uh, it kind of all perfectly fitted into what I need to expand on in, uh, in my life right now. And they just happen to need someone to help out and, uh, and be with the property uh, and uh, bring in whatever I came with it. So, um, and then I discovered that Igor has superpowers. Ooh, um, <laughs> I'm yeah, intrigued. It, it's amazing. <laughs> 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 because uh, the very first week they were doing a retreat with, with what they do is, uh, they call it singing freedom. Yeah. And uh, it was, a, I've, I've been working as a musician and a singer for some years, but this was something that blew my mind, uh, the way that Igor worked with sound. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll get to hear some of that uh, shortly. Yeah, I'm looking um, forward to that. Because uh, it, it was kind of opening up a new realm of what was possible with, with the overtone singing and, and being able to sing two notes at the same time. And I was like, what? Uh, this, this doesn't make sense. So my mind was blown. And then it turns out that you also use all of this to open up more of what you often refer to as the tube of the human being, uh, which also aligns very much with what I have discovered in my former um, exploration of being human, that we have this channel of uh, divine intelligence, as Janneke so beautifully put it. And uh, along our upbringing and through history, we kind of put in little uh, knots and ties and shadow balls there that, that congests this and makes us feel less alive. And uh, your work is partly about allowing that to open again, isn't that right? I'm lucky today. Everybody explains everything so well. <laughs> it's so good. I just, I, I, I come from, uh, I was born outside Amsterdam and then when I was five, my parents brought me to Amsterdam and I remember how uh, that first experience really, um, in a way, closed me up. And that was my first experience of the tube closing up. And I remember we were on the, I was, as a small one, I would be between the sheep and I would pluck all the tulips and bring them home in the kitchen to my mama and just have nature experience. And then at five, I suddenly find myself on the fourth floor of a building looking down at a tree. And I remember I started drawing to try and, and, and get back into the connection with that tree. And it took me a while, but then at some point, um, my sister is lying in bed, in the bed underneath, and I'm starting to go, 
And my sister just falls asleep with that. And the next day in the evening, she's asking, can you do it again? And that's how my career started. Because <laughs> this stuff that came up bubbling naturally to sort of calm my um, newly found traumatized body into sort of relaxation and sleeping in a good way uh, was straight away also helpful to my sister. So I knew something was going on. And the drawing parts sort of took on first some more time. I went to Art Academy um, and found out there again, like, sound. <laughs> sound, it's the most important thing. If I can, if I can find my way into my body and relax myself through my own sound, that's like a golden ticket. So I took that. Um, I started playing didgeridoo as one of the first things of real sound. I, I dabbled with piano and with guitar as a young kid, but didgeridoo was like, oh, this is blowing everybody away, not just me. <laughs> And that deep boom, 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 that's big sound that really vibrated to the point where I could um, start imagining, oh, here is an application. And I would play didgeridoo around and I played it in a metal cupboard and took all the horizontals out and closed the door. and. <laughs> Play didgeridoo inside this metal vibrating thing, and it, and then I came out of that and I drew this huge sort of circular horn thing on the wall and realized the giant didgeridoo to lie down in. And my teacher sort of said, "Okay, if that's what you want to do," and I built this giant horn, and I was lying down inside that and beautiful sound. And I thought, no, I also have to make a wooden ball like the earth as a place to even go deeper. And so I, I built this wooden ball. I went inside it. I closed the lid. And I realized, well, this is weird. I feel like the planet. I have a, a round body. I'm, I'm all... And in that, I started going like, mama don't cut my trees and I started going songs about the planet and then coming out of this ball it was realizing I'm actually being born again so my sorry for the long story but there's some important parts in there to sort of birth myself and I took that to the limit by going out and making shows with that coming out in Amsterdam coming out in naked out of a ball, wow. shouting something like, I'm going to live my life of love and light my light of smiles at an audience that just had the jaw down of what's <laughs> this guy doing? And then, I'd, and then I'd bend over and I'd pull a friend out who was also naked. And then the two of us would somehow come up with uh, 
there's a didgeridoo here and another one and we'd start playing to this audience with amplified digits and everybody went like and i remember how oh this is good like full powerful high and uh coming away from that slowly years and years of performing more and more and realizing i'm full of shit I've got so much tension in here and tension there. And so slowly from just focusing on sound, it became focusing on stuff that is um, impeding, stopping me from having sound. And that developed more and more. I played my voice in all the ways possible, especially after hearing this one guy singing these overtones and then there was a moment where I realized okay these this sound is becoming so pure that when I'm singing it I don't feel I have any any nothing uh, blocking you any nothing blocking it at least in those moments so yeah there is a there's a moment in the day where we're all aligned and then there's many other moments when we're not and the moment where we are is the place to start off from. So I kept in the overtones and it became more important. I kept on developing with my partner, um, like within the relationship, the, the mirroring of each other and uh, uh, going through uh, the different mixed up emotions. And <clears throat> now we're at the place where people can come to us and we can play with these things and they're like light and deep serious and humorous because the two need to somehow go together it's uh, you can't just have the pain you need to have the oh, the deep relaxation <laughs> after it as well and uh, yeah that's a whole bunch of things said at once but I, sort of, <laughs> I had to barf that out to you now it's your turn again it made beautiful nice. sense. Thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you want to you throw a question out, or shall I just continue? <laughs> I actually there's a, actually one thing I'm wondering about is we don't really know who the guy next to you is. Could you please explain who Magnus is? Mm. Well, both both <coughs> both me and. Uh, and Ariana, my my partner, we um, are also practicing this listening to the signs. And when two people who were supposed to come help in the farm said, no, we can't come, we just let it go. We didn't go search for another volunteer. We just said, well, let's see what happens. And within a week, 10 days, suddenly Magnus appears on our doorstep. We hadn't asked for him, but he was there. And he just popped the right question. Do you need any help? And the answer was yes. And he was like home straight away. 15 minutes later, he was part of the scenery. Um, like we are, because uh, together we are facilitating for other people to come and um, sort of look at all of us and sort of get a feeling for the place and uh, so for me, first of all, Magnus was uh, um, part of just the support group of. Uh, 
either he's just waiting really to like get the point across or maybe the connection has it, been dropped. I think so. Can you hear us? <laughs> well, well, okay. So that was very interesting. Yeah, it was very interesting. Could you, if you take down the... Um, thank like you. This? Thank you. Because yeah. it, it seems technology, 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 technology. Wow. Yeah. Let's see if they come back. Otherwise, we just continue. That's the beauty yeah. of live. I, I still hope we can hear him sing, so... Yeah, so, yeah. That, that would be, be nice. great. That would be great. So I had this um, a notion which is as follows. So deep within you, like at the deepest point, there's a phone buried deep inside of you. And it's ringing constantly. There's no answering machine. There's no caller service that's still disconnected. It's always calling. And you can like try as much as you like to put stuff on top of this phone, like experiences, uh, things, stuff, just to, to make it like more or less go away. But it's still there. Actually, it might even try calling even louder because this is your calling calling. And when you don't pick up, it's going to show up everywhere to try to connect with you. Because this is what you're here to experience, is forgetting the point of the whole exercise, but trusting the fact that deep within you, you know why you're here. You've always known why you're here. And all you got to do, pick up the phone. And not pick up the smartphone and look at Facebook. Unless you're looking at this this show right now, then please continue. Um, but I the think, metaphorical uh, phone. They're back? They're back. Well, that's just uh, perfect. Uh, see. <laughs> <laughs> you are back. Yes, here we are. Here we are. Okay, uh, so... Did you, was there any part of the story that got cut off? Yeah, I'm not sure where we left off. That's good. Let's start again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we were talking Magnus and uh, how brilliant it was that uh, uh, he ended up here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's brilliant. And now and you, you talked about trusting what shows up. Yes. How did you come to the conclusion that you can actually trust the universe? Ah, beautiful. Um, one day after building this horn and uh, ending up in a Swiss meditation camp in the Alps, wonderful place in the middle of and uh, all these Western or European uh, uh, spiritual people, the Sufis, and I got, it was so opened up with the mountains, so beautiful. One night I lay down, and instead of really falling asleep, I'm a sort of dream, and I walk into this big horn that I built in this dream. And 
inside the horn, inside this tunnel, there is this giant crocodile that comes out. And he's a bastard, and he <laughs> grabs my, my leg, and we fight, and he bites off my, my, my foot, and I just sort of throw him out of the tunnel. And with this one foot gone, I'm sort of pushing myself through the tunnel to go on because I feel I have to go on. And then I meet the mother of this crocodile. Such a, a huge being that I know I can now only just allow myself to be eaten. I relax my and this crocodile punching away at my body. And I realize I'm still standing next to it. I'm watching this scene of the crocodile eating my body. And so I realize I can walk on now. So I'm just walking on again. And I, I go through the tunnel. I reach the light on the other side. And there's this sort of nature scene, but all white light, where the shapes are like there's a tree. And there's somehow a thing like, like this, uh, smiling. And everything is just um, the outline in rainbow color shape, like auric field. And I realize it's all okay. And I wake up from that feeling, shit, there's nothing <laughs> to be afraid of. Uh, oh. So from, from there, you can translate that into somebody shouting at you or having a car accident or whatever, it's all a little bit more okay already as a basis somehow. Yeah. Does that yeah, make any sense? That's a nice landing. That's a nice landing. Huh. actually had a similar dream where there was like a thunderstorm and there were was a flat surface, nothing other than me that the lightning couldn't hit. And it was sort of getting closer and closer. And I was like, oh shit, I'm going to get struck by lightning. And then I just surrendered, let go, and felt the almighty powerful power of lightning striking through me. And I was okay. And Brilliant. just like with you, you just feel like, we're good, we're good. This is all good. I had something similar happen to me. <laughs> 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 I suddenly my, my head cracked open and this wasn't even really a dream. I was at my head cracked open and I see the the lightning moving through the world or something and how we all impact it and expand and it really gave me like a deep knowing of something that you can't explain knowing that uh, is really beyond anything uh, any other knowing that that you had before knowing that oh shit now oh now I get it <laughs> and, and then suddenly you forget that you get it yeah. <laughs> you have to you have to forget it. Otherwise, you sit on your ass and just don't do anything anymore and just be the guru to the world. But there's so many other personages and parts that we're doing uh, and all other people's stuff that we're with. 
that if we are able to uh, stay open and and stay dumb a little bit, simple, then can actually be the transformers of a lot of shit. But in order to be able to do that, we have to keep our channel open. And what just happens is that our channel just keeps like uh, squeaking closed, like a, like one nerve or one one uh, how do you say? Just we keep on closing up for so many reasons. And I think it's because then we can uh, we can test something more. It's like we're just it's a big uh, uh, gastrointestinal thing happening. We're uh, digesting uh, our own and then our others and then the world's because there's there's enough to digest. I think how to uh, sort of be at peace swing and then the channel opens like oh, just that sound maybe. If somebody's listening to your beautiful channel, they also have this tension sometimes. And just, just uh, if you practice that, I find when I do that, it's like yawning, yawning. And uh, these two, my hair goes on end and my body relaxes and the stuff can go through. If I have this strong emotion and it goes up, that's when I start really hurting and I start being ill. But I manage to sort of keep my mouth open and my feet open. Then I can sort of uh, let the elect electromagnetic charge go back out again. And uh, I, I feel like the more people are walking around relaxed within the catastrophe of life, um, the more slowly we can sort of help bring the pressure down of our society or at least the space around us and help people feel home in their bodies and in um, in being with other people even if they have their tube morally closed something like that i i found it now listening to you uh it it's it's so simple but so it's li over like the sounds that we make sighing and yawning oh it has a function it's not yeah. just kind of excess that we have to put up with no no, no. okay it's, it's actually quite important to to not kind of be the robe and and don't make excess sound or whatever it's like this is actually good for you there's a reason that you're doing this naturally and and we got to the point where it's like rude to yawn cover it up and it goes for any expression like crying or even laughing too much is like no 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 and we get told this early because our parents are tired and like don't sing now please <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so so yeah to embrace our expression is really important yeah. i think that and also to to sorry to to realize that whatever comes out of our mouth is going to sort of twirl around the universe forever mm. and where whatever it touches it will it will influence so so if i just bring out uh, if i say to somebody you asshole <laughs> i'm actually seeing not just the image but also the the whole energetic load that first of all i put in my own body because i'm the audience i'm the listener and i i'm i'm saying you asshole to myself. So that sort of reduces me to just the last part of me, to first chakra being. And the all, all the other chakras are sort of lost with that. 
but also the other person feels like an asshole and uh, the reverberations of that at the universe forever. So if, if we have that as a basis, we, we can start to become more careful of what we say, how we say. First of all, what is the load that I have behind my words? I can say, oh, you are so nice. And at the same time, you can feel the jealousy sort of slithering through, through the other person. And it's not a pure healing word sound that I'm bringing out. That's what I'm fascinated with. When you're speaking and you listen and you know there is no shitty bits passing through, it's just clarity and you can grab the word and you can eat it and you know that it's organic or something like that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think it's time to uh, hear you some singing or something. All right. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I have a very important announcement to make. I usually wake up around nine o'clock. Mm. <laughs> and and uh, there was a, a very nice party and we did not manage to uh, go to bed early. <laughs> How do you say? Responsibly there for Norway. So whatever you get is what you get, right? And then if you want to hear, uh, you can go to YouTube Eagles and Dumb or Feeling Sound both works and you'll get videos where some of this how do you say and neat and nitty so early morning version of Overtone singing Corfaway
Had it the way. Hold on, just a second. That uh, it has transferred uh, the responsibility of uh, closing this space over to us, as the sound decided not to play anymore from the studio. Uh, so this is um, interesting, and let's just see how. We are, we are actually also out of time for this week's episode. Mm. There's just two minutes left. Mm. So uh, I think what we want to do now is just um, the powers that be for uh, steering this in the way they did. Mm -hmm. Calling us into uh, speaking with you, Igor, mm. and with Yannicke Oynes, mm. and uh, just creating this whole space and to all of the uh, beautiful audience out there, I would invite you to, if you didn't already, uh, go back and listen again to the singing of Igor, but listen with your full body and see what happens. Uh, because it has the ability to do something and shift something in your body, isn't that right? Uh, I have a hard time to say, uh, the, like, uh, hey, I'm the specialist in this. So the thing is, if you're the specialist in feeling your own body, and then you'll know what the effect is. But, uh, yeah, the stuff is bubbling inside and opening. And if we learn to, like, listen to our own sound as we talk, this is such a big uh, ear opener. It's so beautiful. Thank you for inviting me and thank you for the whole uh, intent of this uh, channel and keep going. All right. Thank you, Igor. Again, thanks to Jannike Oynes and uh, Ulf and Öystein uh, to showing up. And thanks to all you guys at home listening. And we will be back uh, next week with more cosmic coincidences and uh, wonderful creations. So stay tuned. You've been listening to the Infinite Podcast with Ulf Tullivritti <laughs> and me, Estein Rabbe. 
Thanks so much for listening. And uh, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify. Yeah. And, um, yeah, or on Facebook or... Yeah, follow us on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, and also, we've now made a Patreon account. Yes. So if you like this podcast and uh, would like to support us, go to Patreon and check out our Infinite Podcast site there. Um, your support would... Well, yeah, it would make really it possible this. for us to to make more podcasts it takes a lot of time we enjoy it so much to do it uh, but we also have you know regular jobs to pay the bills and our dream is to be able to do this full time yeah and, this, um, this is our full time and this we're taking our full time baby time. steps uh, yeah. towards that dream and we want to make more episodes and uh, continue to share it with you so that would be great actually I realize when we talk about it we haven't even explained what Patreon actually is so we'll yeah it's like a s- support site where you can um, support uh, a uh, well a business or a artist or an artist or whatever creator um, that makes something with um, I guess like monthly um, donations could yeah. be like from a dollar and upwards yeah right so a- a- anything would be would be great. We would be so thankful, and, and you would be thankful because we're doing yeah. this for you. Yeah, and it actually gives it's um, it's a good feeling sometimes to actually help the things you care about. So if you're listening to uh, to us and you you care <laughs> care about us, <laughs> but I mean I mean seriously, it, it's it's uh, it's a good thing to to contribute to the things that. That that matters to you, so yeah, that will we're not asking you to to uh, to pay unless you actually want to see this podcast uh, grow and and uh, yeah unfold into to what it's about to become. Infinite greatness. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.